Hi friends, welcome to I Am Epiphany, where my guests and I share the epiphanies that come from our personal journeys. You will get to hear my thoughts on a wide range of topics from pop culture to social justice issues to simply navigating life as a Black millennial. I am your creator and host, author and speaker Bethany Epiphany, and it is my pleasure to welcome you back. Hey y'all. Okay, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're like, girl, where have you been at? Listen, friends, life is, and you can attach whatever adjective you'd like to complete that sentence, but life is it can be a lot. Life can be challenging. Life is unpredictable. I've just been handling life, you know, but I hope you all are well. Happy holidays. Um, How was your Thanksgiving? Did you cook and eat or did you just eat? I did both. Um, Every year for Thanksgiving, I make macaroni and cheese and I make a potato salad. Sometimes I do the cornbread, but I did the same things this year. But this year, I made macaroni and cheese with the new recipe I found on YouTube. And it was so good. It was delish. Okay, so I made like a roux. So basically, I was at um, this bachelorette party weekend in Temecula. Side note, I don't know if you've ever been to Temecula. Temecula, California, but that's like low-key Trump land. I was like driving around. I was like, oh Lord, take me back to LA. Um, but I digress. So I was at the bachelorette party and one of the bridesmaids, she was like the cook. She was a chef. Bomb, bomb chef. She makes some bomb food. She made all of our food. And so she was making this macaroni and cheese, but she was making what she called a roux. So you know how like when you make mac and cheese, some people put eggs in it to help it bind together. Well, she makes a roux or like a cheese sauce or like think of it like fondue or whatever. I was like, oh, that's real cute. So I'm like, I'm going to try that. So I just went on YouTube, found this little recipe and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. I didn't have all the ingredients, but I used what I had and it was good. Shout out to me. Shout out to me. Okay. So I'm proud of myself for that. Um, My Thanksgiving was super chill. It was just me, my mom, and my aunt. And we made way too much food. Like we still have potato salad and like there's extra macaroni, like. Lord, what do we do with these leftovers? (laughs) What do we do with them? But yeah, I want to order for Christmas. Like I I really prefer to cater. Like I don't want to be cooking. It'll be so much easier. Um, Speaking of Christmas, are y'all done Christmas shopping? Have you been to the malls lately? I went to the mall yesterday for a specific item. I was not Christmas shopping. And I'm looking at all these people buying all this stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, y'all, 
all of this is about to be on sale the day after Christmas. We're talking 50%, 75%, 80% off. Like, play the game right, y'all. Like, buy your shit after Christmas. Like, that's my plan every year. Although, I'm not totally sure what I even want this year. Um, A new wardrobe, maybe. <laughs> like, where would I wear these clothes to? I have no idea. A trip, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... I'd be a challenging person to shop for because I usually have no idea what I want gift-wise. Gift cards are your best bet. I take all gift cards, sweetie. H&M gift cards, Target gift cards, um, Zara gift cards. I take them all. Ooh, maybe there is one thing. Actually, actually two things. Okay, one gift could be like a day at the spa, like getting a lovely massage because mama has knots and kinks that need to be worked out or taking like a vegetarian cooking class. Random, right? I know, I know, but I did take, it was somewhat of a cooking class, but not really. (laughs) So this was years ago, but in this class, you basically prep your food to to be cooked. So they set it up so you have like, I think, five meals for the week. So while in this class, you're like preparing the sauces, you're preparing all the ingredients, you're getting everything together, your proteins or whatever, and then you're taking it home with you to cook later. And I like that, but I actually would enjoy taking like, a vegetarian cooking class. I would like to eat healthier. So that would be cute. That would be cute. Um, Just some thoughts, just some ideas. But um, I mean, if not, right, I plan on doing these things for myself. So I definitely plan on getting a massage, definitely plan on expanding my cooking skills. So we'll see how that goes. Um, As for other personal updates my hair my hair so for those of you who do not know I have started my lock journey so I locked my hair October 2nd so I'm over two months locked um and it's been oh my gosh y'all I'm so sorry if you hear dogs in the background you know what I have to talk to y'all about these dogs because they have been so annoying I can't even record my episode let's just wait let's just pause do you hear it Nope, not done yet. Not done yet. On your end, it doesn't sound as loud. But on my end, it is hella, hella loud. Let's wait. 
these motherfucking dogs. Let's talk about them because I can't even go back to my hair update because I have to talk about these damn dogs. So I have new neighbors, new neighbors that have three huskies. If you are unfamiliar with huskies, go Google them, okay? These are like like winter dogs. Like when you look at them, you say, oh, those dogs belong in the snow because that's what their coats are giving. It's serving ice life. It's giving me snow. It's giving me blizzard, child, because that's where they need to be. They don't need to be next door living to me. Anyways, these three huskies bark and howl morning, noon, and night. It has been like maybe a little over two weeks since they started moving in. Mind you, the new neighbors are not moved in. They are not moved in. What they're doing is they are fixing the house up, right? So they have people over there every day doing minor construction and just fixing the house up. So the owners aren't even there, bro. They're not even there. But these damn dogs are there howling. And it's like a piercing, piercing howl that just, 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 taps into the eardrum and just it is beyond rude okay and I work remotely so sometimes these dogs will bark right in the middle of my meetings right in the middle of my teaching sessions and it drives me freaking crazy and every time an ambulance drives by that is when they set off that is when they start barking and howling and of course being dogs they hear the ambulance when it's like, I don't know, a bazillion miles away and they start howling. And then after the ambulance is gone, they're still howling because they can hear it. It's ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous. I started looking up animal control because this, this, I, I can't, I can't and I won't. How are you just going to leave your dogs here? You're not even here, but they're howling, right? So I write them a letter. I write them a letter and I say, hey, neighbors, welcome to the neighborhood. Um, Your dogs have been howling, you know, ever whenever an ambulance rolls by. Make sure that you address this problem immediately. It was a very nice letter. Okay. Nothing improved. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going next door. So I go next door. And the owners are not there, but it's like the the construction workers or the people working on the house. Um, they don't speak any English, so it's not like I can leave a message. So I'm like, fine. So I leave. Then I see that the owner pulls in. So the owner pulls into the driveway. So I go out very nicely, mind you. And I'm like, hi, I'm your neighbor. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, so about your dogs. And he's like, oh, I know, I know. They've just been, I'd like, we have nowhere to put them. Like we wanted to put them in like a kennel, but due to COVID, like they have to have their shots and, you know, no one's, I can't bring them anywhere and, He's like, I, you know, they're howling because they miss me and, you know, they're very attached to, you know, me and my family and we're not here, but we're, we plan on being fully in on, um, 
December 19th. So hopefully that will help resolve the issue. And he's like, at night, I put them into the garage so that they're not howling during the night. And I come here at night just to take them for runs and walks. And he goes into this whole story, child. Meanwhile, he's staying at his... I don't know if it's his mother-in-law's home while they're fixing up the house or what. But I'm like, so you can't take these dogs with you right now? You can't take these dogs to where your where your home currently is, where you are right now? It don't make no sense. So either the mama-in-law don't want them dogs here or there or what. But I, what I will refuse to do is lose sleep. I re- if, whew, let me pause. If these dogs were to ever wake me up out of my sleep, I'm setting shit off. I'm setting it off. I'm setting it off. So he, I've been extremely patient, y'all. Very patient. Because it's not the dog's fault. Like the dogs are going to do what dogs are going to do. They're going to bark. But these aren't any city dog. Like these dogs aren't like regular dogs something's up something's up with these dogs so either they have very strong attachment issues or they just don't need to be in the city like one of the two right so that the the owners have to make wise decisions about their pets so I'm sorry y'all had to hear that hopefully you don't hear any more barking but if you do be patient with me and what I got going on okay but that's another update anyways about my hair like I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted I am two months locked so I got my locks October 2nd so we're a little over the two month mark um I did my first wash by myself I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode or not, but I washed my hair for the first time by myself, which was a big deal. Okay, it's a big deal. The wash went fine. After the wash was a bit tricky because my roots, they tangle, right? They tangle at the roots, right? Especially when you have new growth. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to figure this out. So my my goal was to, um, what's the word? Was to separate my roots in the back of my hair. So I was just going to do like the back row. Y'all, that was, that was tiring. That was tiring. And I didn't even complete all of it because I started messing up one of my locks. Um... And I felt a little discouraged, a little frustrated because I'm like, how do I separate my roots? Some some refer to it as popping your locks, right? And I don't just want to pull my hair apart. Like, I just don't want to do that. I actually ended up getting some scissors, some shears, and like lightly snipping a few strands because I didn't want to just rip my hair apart. So, I mean, that was an experience. My feelings right now towards my locks are 
they change every day. <laughs> like, I love the wake and shake. I love being able to wake up and shake my hair and not worry about it. However, I feel like I'm in the rough stage because my hair isn't fully locked, right? It's locking, but it's not fully locked. Um, styling wise, I'm not really sure what to do. I feel like I'm relearning my hair, like I'm relearning Sheba. That's the name of my hair. Um, I'm relearning her and relearning what to do and what not to do. And that can feel a little frustrating at times. Um, at times I wasn't feeling very cute. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I do not hate it. I do not hate my locks. Um, I have no desire to comb them out. I'm still wanting to go through the process and see what it looks like at the end of like six months or whatever. But yeah, I'm just kind of like, mm, mm. some moments I feel cute and in some moments I'm just don't. <laughs> so that is my lock update right now. Um, Other updates. I bought art. I bought some art. So I am not like the best home decorator, but what I will do is put art on the wall and my desire my goal my dream is to have a home where there is art on every wall I don't want it to be like jumbled or packed with art to the point where you can't really take it in but I love art and so I have art all on my walls um I have art that I got from Ghana I have art from um LMU from artists at LMU I have just different different art pieces on my wall and the art that I got guess where I got it from home goods home goods those of you who are unfamiliar with home goods I mean google it it's it's great you can get so much for such an affordable price and I was in home goods one night and um <laughs> I was walking. I was like, let me look through the art aisle. And they were selling different art pieces by black artists. And I was like, oh, that's great. So I bought some art. And usually, it's funny, all the art on my wall, if it's a, a person, it's a, it's a black woman. So I have like images of black women on my wall, art pieces, which was fantastic. Loved it. Also... Um, oh, maybe that could be a Christmas gift for me. Hey, Santa, give me some art, boo. Um, the same night that I bought the art, it was funny, but not really. My car actually, <laughs> the battery went out. The battery went out on my car. So there I was. I bought my art, bought some food, getting ready to go. And my car is not starting. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like no god no why why and it was funny because I was on the phone with my good friends Martha who has blessed this podcast a few times 
And she was like, girl, what? Your car's not starting? And Martha, she was like, she was my shero that night. She came where I was and had her like AAA come and like hook me up with like a new battery. Mind you, my battery was hella old. That battery was from... 2016 and I didn't know I had no idea so the guy he was like yeah your battery is pretty old like I'm surprised that it didn't stop on you before or prior to this and when he said that all I can think of was thank you God because I told y'all I drove to Temecula California with that battery Like, I couldn't imagine just my car stopping on the freeway or getting into some type of fender bender. Like, thank you, God. See, God be looking out. God be looking out. You don't even know. I didn't even know. And thing about it is I took my car to, like, get service really quick. I took it to, like, a Jiffy Lube or whatever. They said my battery was fine. My tires were fine. Everything was good. So who lied? Somebody lied to me. Okay, because that battery was from 2016, bro. 2016. Whew, the Lord be looking out. Amen, Ashe. Thank you, Martha. I love you, girl. You my girl. You my girl. Thank you, girl. I was a damsel in distress, girl. You came to save me. Thank you. Um, But those are just some personal updates. Let's get into what's been going on. So much has been going on since the last time I uh, did an episode. I'm definitely definitely not going to cover all of it because I wouldn't be able to, but I'll just mention just a few different things that I wanted to touch upon. First thing, I wanted to say RIP to Young Dolph. Um, Young Dolph is a hip-hop artist, for those who don't know. Um, they recently did a tribute to him at Rolling Loud. I am not familiar with his music, but my heart goes out to his family and his loved ones. I mean, the stories of these senseless killings, bro, like it's senseless. It's senseless. This young man lost his life for what? Over what? And like, do you ever think about what life would be like if there were no guns? Like if guns didn't exist. America is number one when it comes to gun ownership and we have the weakest gun laws and we are number one when it comes to gun violence in the world. Like America is synonymous with gun culture and our obsession over firearms is is scary. And some will say, you know, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Well, guns make it a lot easier for people to kill other people. How about we make it less easy for that to happen? Whether we're talking about situations like Young Dolph or police killings or mass shootings on top of mental health concerns before and after a pandemic, like it's all extremely problematic. Uh, But I don't see America changing anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, For those of you who are missing loved ones for the holidays, regardless of how they pass, my heart goes out to you. Be sure to tell those close to you that you love them. Tomorrow is never, ever promised. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, The second thing I want to talk about or mention um, 
are reports of food insecurity. So there has been news reports about food insecurity in America um, that have come out since the beginning of the pandemic and it's still being being experienced now. I don't know how y'all's grocery shopping is going, but food is more expensive than ever. I went to the grocery store and I was like, girl, what? How much do I owe you? Over these two bags of groceries, girl? Like, it's very disrespectful. Food banks are struggling with the demand to feed their communities. Um, in a country that has so much, there's no reason for anyone to go hungry. Like, there's more than enough food for everyone, especially if you consider how much food we waste. There's more than enough. Um, I wanted to mention this on the podcast just in case anyone listening is in a position to donate food to their local food banks so that families have the food they need. So please donate any extra food to your local food banks. Uh, The last piece of news I wanted to mention was about Jesse Smollett or Juicy Smollett. Girl, Jesse. Jesse, WTF, bro? Jesse was found guilty on five of six felony counts of disorderly conduct for falsely reporting a hate crime. He claimed that in January 2019, two men put a noose around his neck, poured bleach on him, and hurled racist and homophobic slurs at him, shouting, this is MAGA country, um, along with other, you know, racist comments in an attack that prosecutors said he staged. The two attackers, who are two Nigerian-American men who he hired, one of which he claimed to have like a personal sexual relationship with um this is someone that that he claimed they went out together they did drugs together child is a mess jesse continues to maintain his innocence and was charged with making four separate false reports in what ultimately led to a hundred thirty thousand dollar investigation um this is according to the city of chicago The Cook County State's Attorney's Office had dropped the initial charges in exchange for a fine and community service, but the decision was heavily criticized. So he was the, you know, the charges had been dropped. However, a special prosecutor ended up opening an independent investigation into the matter, and a grand jury indicted Smollett on six account on six counts of disorderly conduct so he has yet to be sentenced but a disorderly conduct charge for a false crime report is a class four felony punishable by up to three years in prison and a $25,000 fine the judge will decide whether he serves concurrent or consecutive sentences for each of the five counts it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. 
this case is so crazy. And the fact that it was actually dropped, like the prosecutors had dropped the charges, but the city of Chicago was like, oh, no, actually, (laughs) we're not done with this case. We're not done at all. And I'm just like, Jesse, why? Why are you lying, boo? The evidence is there, Jesse. Like, we saw the evidence, boo. Like, his story made no sense. Who is going to go to Subway at 2 a.m.? In the wintertime in Chicago. Like, you're, you have money. Like, don't you have people you can hire to go get you a sandwich, girl? Like, I. And the Nigerian American men were shown on tape buying the robe, buying this. Like, it's, it's over, Jesse. The fact that he's still saying that he's not guilty, that just kind of blows my mind. Like, aren't you tired, Jesse? Like, I wonder what his family thinks. Like, he's an example of someone. It's like he's continued the lie for so long that he has no other option but to continue to lie. I'm just like, wow, it's crazy. So I I just don't understand the intention behind what he did that's the biggest question mark I have like why did you decide to do this did someone pay you was it for attention like what was it that's what I'm I'm curious about but um he's maintaining his innocence I don't think he deserves to spend three years in prison I don't I just also feel like the legal system is making an example out of him and they're, they refuse to let him get away. Like, they're not just going to let the charges be dropped, right? So there's a desire to, to get back. There's a desire what, of what feels like vengeance somewhat. And it's just really, really unfortunate. I feel bad for, for Jesse and his family. Um, but it's a, it's a lesson to everybody else. You ain't got to lie. And lie for what, you know? But with with that, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to come right back. All right, welcome back from the break. My epiphany this week was inspired by a conversation that I had with a couple of friends, guy friends. We'll call these friends Andrew and Dean. I met up with Andrew and Dean for brunch. It had been a while since we got together and we used this quality time to update each other about what's going on in our lives. Um, They know how challenging this year has been for me and they want to know how I'm doing. And I share. Andrew responds by sharing his concerns about me being single. Andrew is about to get married and has never really struggled when it came to getting girls. He's like the geek who had 
the glow up. And he's sitting across from me, sharing his sincere concerns about me being single and him fearing me being alone. And he's like, I know that you're this strong woman, but you know, we're not supposed to go through life alone. And um, I think having somebody could be good for you. Like my relationship has really helped me and, you know, blase, blase, blah. And I take a deep internal sigh because I'm so tired of this conversation, this type of conversation. And Andrew goes on to say how he doesn't want me to end up like some of our other single gal friends, right? (sighs) Let me just say that I appreciate Andrew's uh, honesty about how he feels. I do. And I also want to acknowledge the fact that it's coming from a sincere place of concern and a sincere desire to want to see me happy and that I, I'm, I'm happy that he cares about my happiness. But we have a different understanding of where happiness comes from. And I had to explain to Andrew that number one, I'm not alone. I have plenty of people, family, and friends who care deeply about me. I've never journeyed through my life by myself, nor do I think anyone should or can. It has nothing to do with me being a strong black woman, which gets on my fucking nerves. It gets on my nerves. Yes, I am black. Yes, I am a woman. Yes, I am strong, but I'm not strong all the time. And it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate relationships or companionships because I do. I see the beauty in them. I want companionship for myself. However, I'm not going to go out with someone or date, start dating for the sake of dating. That's not who I am. That's not who I've, who I've ever been. And I told Andrew that the fact that there are so many of other of our um, mutual gal friends who are single speaks to the fact that men navigate through the dating world a little bit differently than women do. And I don't think he truly understands that. Also, as black women, we have a unique experience navigating through the dating world. I mean, regardless of where you live, regardless of the culture, your cultural background, dating is difficult during this time. Dating comes with its with its own set of challenges, regardless of where you live or what your cultural background is. However, there is a unique experience for black women that needs to be acknowledged. Andrew is a black man. Andrew can speak about the challenges that come with being black in America with being a black man in America, but somehow that empathy or that awareness does not translate over to black womanhood. It reminds me of when I'm speaking to 
white people about their privilege and they have no uh knowledge that they have this privilege you're like what i have privilege don't we all have privilege like america's great like blah 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 that's what it's like talking to some black men not all some black men about life as a black woman or dating um as a black woman right they think oh everything is great black women are very independent they're educating themselves they have way more businesses than we do and blah 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 i'm like it doesn't matter right yes we have all those um we have made progress in terms of careers and things like that but when we're talking about dating and romance it's a different thing right as a man when it comes to dating we're going to try and keep it in the conversation of dating Men have power. And I explained this to Andrew. I said, as a man, you get to choose. You always get to choose. Like, you have options, right? And so Andrew says, well, even though I have options, I may not, those options may not always be the best. And I was like, true, but you still get to choose, when you're in the position of the chooser, you get to, to, to decide yes or no. And that's a lot of power. And the fact that he has never thought about these things or can't see these things is extremely frustrating. The fact that he doesn't see that he does, that there is such a thing as male privilege, that there is such a thing as black male privilege, despite the racist uh, world society that we live in, the fact of the matter is you're still a man. And as a man, you hold a certain level of power. And as a black man, you garner a lot of romantic interests from people regardless of cultural background. So as a black man, you can date somebody who's white. You can date somebody who has uh, is from the Latinx community. You can date somebody who's Asian. You can also date someone who's black, right? Being a black man in the, in the dating world is like being going to a Baskin Robbins. And you can select different flavors, right? As a black woman, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. Dating someone else of a different culture um, is not as easy as you, as you would think it is. Um, and so the fact that he didn't understand that, it was just so frustrating. And on top of the fact that he was like, well, I don't want you to end up being like our other single friends, right? As though it was their fault that they're single. And that's another thing that society does, not just in America, but in many other societies um, across the globe where women are blamed for being single, right? Oh, something must be wrong for you. You ain't got no man yet. Something must be wrong with her. When that's not the case at all. I hate the fact that we blame women for being single instead of looking at what the social context is like how many men are there compared to women um 
what type of men are there, you know, compared to women? Like, what are the quality of men? So it's it was just very um, frustrating and disheartening. And I had to take a couple breaths because I didn't want us like... <laughs> start yelling or you know I didn't want to I didn't want to come off as the angry black woman um but it's just kind of frustrating when you're speaking with someone who's from your same culture and they have no empathy there's just no awareness of what the other person is going through um or how much power they hold or wield. I don't know how many times, you know, well, shoot, that, that's a whole nother podcast. Like I'll do a whole nother podcast about black women and the dating scene and dealing with black men who don't want to date black women, right? That's a whole nother podcast within itself, but that exists, right? So that's something I'm, up against right there are black men who don't want to date black women then there are you know uh, black men who you just might not be compatible with right so there are all these things there are all these nuances that are being disregarded that are so important to the conversation and um like I said it was very frustrating but it leads me to my epiphany In my epiphany, this is for all of my single ladies. Not that men can't gain from this epiphany as well, but simply because we feel societal pressure way more when it comes to marriage. Ladies, just because you are single, it does not mean you are alone. Just because you are single does not mean you are by yourself. Think of all the people who love and care about you. You're not walking through life totally by yourself. No one does. And it can especially feel more, I don't know what the word is. You can feel it more during the holidays, I guess, perhaps sometimes. When you're, you know, going through another holiday and you you don't have a romantic partner, but you are not by yourself. You have family, friends, angels who have been with you. Let's change the narrative and take this pressure off of women. It fucking sucks. And fuck all of these Christmas, Lifetime, Netflix movies that come out every year and have the exact same storyline of the girl who is single who gets a man for Christmas. Yuck. Like, it's the lack of creativity for me. Women are far more dynamic than that. My life does not center around a man. It does not center around marriage. My life centers around my peace Happiness and wellness, that is what I prioritize. That's a question Andrew asked me. He said, what do you prioritize? I said, I prioritize my health and my wellness right now. That is who, that's what I'm prioritizing. And he, I was like, we, we have two different um, uh, ways of, or things uh, that we prioritize and that's okay. But I'm prioritizing my wellness 
and the man who enters my life will be adding to that peace, happiness, and wellness. He will not be the source of it. He will be adding to the joy and the happiness I already have. He will not be the source of it. I am the source of my joy, and my source comes from God, and it sounds cliche or even ethereal, but it's true. That is my source. I would never want to depend on anyone to be the source of my joy. Like, how problematic is that? And how unfair would that be to the other person? That's not fair to the other person. I have to have my shit together first, right? I'm prioritizing me and there's nothing wrong or shameful about that. Prioritize your peace and wellness above all else, ladies. Men get to have their priorities, but we don't um, make them feel bad about that. So you don't feel bad about your priorities. Do not allow society or fear to cause you to make relationship choices that are not the best. In reality, you have no idea what goes on in anyone else's relationship. You don't know what sacrifices have been made, what compromises, what way they have tailored their relationship to work for them, and whether or not that would work for you. Stop making people your relationship goals because you know nothing. You don't know anything. You wish people the best, but ultimately you don't know. You could be alone and be in a marriage. You could be in a relationship, but not at peace. And I'm not sacrificing my peace for anything. Companionship is a beautiful thing that I also desire. But at the cost of what? To my ladies, do not move out of fear. Focus on your wellness. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. And prepare yourself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to give and receive the type of love you deserve. There is no shame in that. Fuck all these people. When you really think about it, like when you really think about it, you are and have never been alone. Fear not, boo. And that's all I got. So until next time, peeps, peace, love, (laughs) peace, love, and enjoy all those good things. Be safe out in these streets. Until next time, peace. Just kidding. So if you want to hear more of my perspective on dating, Um, If you want to hear some personal dating stories from my life, from the life of other women, please be sure to check out my book, Don't Fall Prey. That's P-R-E-Y, Don't Fall Prey, available on Amazon and my website at www.bethanyepiphany.com. That is B-E-T-H-A-N-E-E-E-P-I-F-A-N-I.com. Peace. Hey friends, thanks for listening. Please tune in every other Monday for a new episode of I Am Epiphany. You can learn more about me, Bethany Epiphany, at bethanyepiphany.com or follow me on Instagram at bepiphany. That is B-E-P-I-P-H-A-N-Y. 
F-A-N-I. Until next time, everybody, peace.